Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 6, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled God is Faithful. And then as a result of knowing that God is faithful, there's some things that we got to do so that we can be faithful towards him. But I want you to know that God loves you, that God planned for you, that God planned for your arrival on this planet. And then he gave you his grace, his empowering presence for you to do what you could never do without him. So he has called you to do something amazing. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that's on the inside of you. And then he's faithful to do it. As long as you cooperate with God, God will operate through your life. You know why? Because God is faithful. Okay, so that said, I've been teaching a series entitled the God is inside of the series, inside of the God is Faithful series. I've been teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is part 17 of the series, and the title of today's message is Setting Yourself Up for Good Success. I mean, I want you to know that you have a part in God's provision towards you, and you can actually set yourself up for good success. Let's talk about it. And I'm letting you know right now that is based on the word of God. All right. So listen, let's get into it. Second Corinthians chapter four. I'm going to add some scriptures to this today, but let's go through second Corinthians chapter four, some verses here that we've been looking at. We've been getting this down through our eye gates and our ear gates down in our heart. Second Corinthians chapter four, beginning at verse one, the Bible says now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And we will not quit or faint with weariness. Verse seven, we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us so that the people know that the power that's coming from us is from God and not from us. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed though. At times we don't even know what to do, but we know this, quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Verse 10, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies. Now we consider living to mean that we're being constantly handed over to death for Jesus' sake, but it's so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity. So then death is not working us, but it's, it's releasing life in you. Uh, verse 13, now, we have the same spirit of faith that's described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. So guess what? We also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. Verse 16, for even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed every single day. So we view our slight, short-lived troubles, the challenges we face, we view these things within the context of the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance, come on now, that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison. Why? Because we do not focus our attention on the scene. We focus our attention on the unseen. We spend time looking at things that you cannot see with these natural eyes. Oh, so glory to God. We are focusing our attention on the unseen because the scene is temporary. It is subject to change. The unseen is eternal. So there's a couple of scriptures I want to add to this, and then we'll get into the word for this morning. Luke 6, 43 to 45. We've been looking at this. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, 
This is what Jesus said. And a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Now you can tell what kind of tree it is by the type of fruit that it produces. Now you cannot pick figs or grapes from a thorn bush. Now good people do good things because of the good that's in their heart. Bad people do bad things because of the evil that's in their heart. Then he said this, Jesus said, your words show what's in your heart. Your words are exposing to everybody what's down in your heart. Proverbs 4 verses 20 and 21, New King James. The Bible says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not allow the word of God to depart from out of your eyes and keep them within the midst of your heart. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six through nine, easy to read version. The Bible says, always remember these commands that I'm giving you today. Be sure to teach them to your children. Now talk about these commands when you sit down at your house, when y'all have dinner, talk about it, right? Talk about these commands when you're on the road, when you're traveling. Talk about these commands when you lie down. Talk about these commands when you get up. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your foreheads. Do whatever you got to do to remember my teachings. Write them on the doorposts of your house and of your gates. This is how important this is. Joshua 1 and 8. The book of the, this book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do everything that's written in it. For then you're going to make your own way prosperous and then you will have good success. So what does this mean for you today? Because I gave you a whole lot of scripture. So I'm going to give you three things that's going to try to weave all that stuff together. And so God gave me so much today that, that I was like, okay, Lord, how, how am I supposed to handle all that? Okay. So I'm going to weave everything I just said with three points. You ready? This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. The first one is living by faith and not by sight is not easy at first, I have to acknowledge that, that, that living by faith and not by sight, what I've been teaching you, that you're getting input from your body, but inf input from the Holy Ghost. And then you got to choose the Holy Ghost over what you can see with your natural eyes. Yeah, that's not all that easy at first. So second Corinthians five and seven says, it's teaching us that we walk by faith and not by sight. The easy to read version of second Corinthians five and seven says, we live by what we believe will happen not by what we can see. So this is, yeah, this is the goal, right? This is what we're supposed to do. I'm just saying it's not that easy at first. So we're supposed to be living our life based on what we believe is going to happen, but not by what we can see. Now that's hard sometimes, especially initially when you're first starting to do this and you're getting input on a daily basis. Let's say you're looking at, you're in business and you're looking at sales numbers, right? And so God is saying something to you about your business and God is speaking to you, even giving you dreams about this number. But then you get up every morning and you look at your numbers and those numbers don't line up with what God said. Or let's say that you're dealing with a, a, a physical malady, sickness, and, and God is showing you something in the spirit about your, you know, your, your, let's say your blood count or whatever, like, you know, like a medical report that, that is going to be positive. But then you're in the hospital and every morning the doctor comes and they give you a different report that's not positive. And so, but you know in your heart what God is saying, but you can see with your eyes what the doctor's saying. Or, or if you know in your heart what God is saying, but you can see with your eyes your financial statement or whatever. And so, yeah, at that point, you the Bible says we have to live by what we believe is going to happen. We have to live by what God is saying. But I'm just being honest that at first it's not that easy, right? At first it's like, dog, I mean, how am I supposed to do that? Th to live by faith, it means that you are, you are deciding. Faith is a decision. I'm deciding to live off of God's reality. Jesus walked around in the earth. I dealt with this yesterday. He looked at a, 
at a blind man and called him into sight. He looked at a lame man and called him into walking. He looked at a dead man and called him into life. Why? Because he was seeing a different reality. And so, so you, living by faith means that I am going to take the input that I'm getting from the Holy Ghost. And that input, it has to be more real to me than the input that I'm getting with my natural body. And so through my five physical senses, and I'm going to live by what God is revealing, not by what the world is saying. Faith is a decision. Faith is really like, you know, I'm deciding. I'm choosing God's word. I'm choosing God's reality over what I can see down here in this world, because that's how I live by faith and not by sight. Remember, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is natural sight. So to live by faith, you must live by what God is saying in his word. You must live by what God is saying to you every day through the Holy Spirit. Even when the evidence that you're getting from this world, like you're receiving real evidence through your five physical senses, is saying something else. So now I'm, I have reports from this world, but I have something that I have another report. Every time I go into my prayer closet, God is showing me something else. And I come out of my prayer closet and it's like this world hasn't caught up with, with the reality yet. And it's like, oh my God, this world is like on delay time. And so heaven is showing me one thing, but the earth is showing me something else. And then now I have to decide, faith is just a decision. I am going to speak the word only. I'm going to speak what God is saying, even when it doesn't line up with what I'm seeing. And, and I'm going to speak what God is saying until I see what God is saying. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. And I know that at first, this is somewhat difficult. I know that at first, especially when you have physical evidence, I'm talking about like a doctor's report or a deadline that's coming. People come, hey, Brother Pena, can you pray for me? Yeah, yeah, but I need this thing on Thursday. Like I need it by Thursday. And today's Sunday. Okay, I got you. I hear what you're saying. But then God gives you a word on that Sunday. Oh my God, you rejoice. You cry at the altar. Like God said, it's already done. But you need this thing by Thursday. And then Monday, nothing happens yet. And then Tuesday, nothing happens. Yet. You see what I'm saying? But you got to keep speaking the word only. Wednesday, nothing. I, I've been there. I've, I've gone through all everything I'm telling you. This is not, I'm not telling you something I read in a book. I mean, this is how I live. So, so God is speaking to you about another reality. And you have to have the faith to say what God is saying to you and not be moved by what you see with your natural eyes, not be moved by what you're getting, the input that you're getting from your five physical senses. And what God is saying to you on the inside has to be more real to you than what you're getting on the outside. Now, God never said it was going to be easy. Now I'm saying it's not easy. And God never said it was going to be easy, but God promised to give you his spirit. If you're born again, God promised to give you his grace. So God has given you his word. God has given you his spirit and God has given you his grace. So you're built for this. Like, like, no matter what you're facing, you're built for it. God has equipped you with everything that you need to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Say amen to that. So yes, you can say what God is saying to you. Why? Because God has prepared you and equipped you for such a time as this. All right. I have three things. Here's number two. Number two is now how to do it. Your heart will grow whatever you feed it. Your heart is like soil. And your heart is going to grow whatever you see, whatever you feed it, right? And then as a result, your life is going to produce fruit, good or bad, as a result of it. So your heart is like soil, is going to receive whatever you feed it, and then your life is going to produce fruit as a result of good or bad, whatever you put down inside of it. So let me explain. In Mark chapter 4, I did a whole teaching on the, the parable of the sower. 
And so this is like the mother of all parables, right? The parable of the sower is the mother of all parables. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? But in the parable of the sower, Jesus taught that the sower sows the word and that the, the, the seed, the word of God is like seed and our hearts is like soil, right? And so the word of God seed gets sown down in our heart soil. And then our heart is going to produce like soil is going to produce whatever we sow down into it. Right. And so, so people say, well, hold on for a minute, Rick, I hear what you're saying, but how do I know what I have growing in my heart? I already gave you the answer. Remember, we read that from Luke six, your words exposed to everybody externally, what's going on internally, your words show us what's in your heart. I can hear faith. I can hear doubt. If, if you tell me that you're in faith, but all I hear from you is fear and doubt and unbelief. If you tell me, oh, Brother Pena, I'm standing. I'm in a faith fight. I'm standing. I want you to set your faith in agreement. Glory to God. I'm standing in faith. Okay, great. But then I talk to you throughout the week and all I hear is fear and doubt and unbelief. Then really you're not in faith because your words expose what's going on in your heart. And your heart does not discriminate. The soil in your heart, I've taught this before. Your heart is soil. Say my heart is soil. Okay, my heart is soil. And soil does not discriminate, right? So soil will produce whatever you put into it. Whatever you sow into the soil, soil will crack open the seed and cause it to grow. So good soil will produce marijuana. Good soil will produce opium, just like it will produce apples and oranges, right? The soil is not going to say, oh, hey, hey, I don't want to grow this stuff. No, soil is going to grow whatever you put into it. So whatever seed you sow down inside of soil, all soil knows how to do. It doesn't discriminate. Soil just cracks it open and causes it to grow. So if you sow bad seed, like if you're feeding yourself on fear and doubt and unbelief. Uh, okay, I know a person that's going through a medical situation and they say to me, oh, but I believe, I believe God. Okay, cool. Then her, the, her doctor has said to her, hey, I want you to get this particular report every two or three days. We got to run this test every two or three days. And, and that person says to me, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I was like, well, why would you do that to yourself? Like, do you believe that this is the outcome? Yes. Okay, well, if you want to check like once a month or once a quarter, go ahead. But why in the world would you put yourself through something that you, you're deciding to go through something Every two or three days, sounds like the doctor's trying to make some money, but, but why would you go get a report every two or three days so that now you're getting constant input that, that like now your confidence is in those reports. Now your confidence is in the doctor. Why would you do? I mean, why would you even put yourself through that? There's no way. No, listen, you can't just keep getting negative input. Remember your soul does not discriminate. It's going to crack open whatever you sow down inside of it, right? So if you put bad stuff down inside of it, it's going to grow. This is why as a Christian, you can grow fear just like you can grow faith. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and grow fear in your heart. Why? Because you're feeding on words of fear. You got to watch out what you're sowing down inside of your heart. If you meditate on what Satan is saying, because Satan is always speaking too, right? So you have words from God, words from Satan and words from yourself down in your heart. Satan is always speaking. So if you meditate on what Satan is saying, you're, you're going to grow fear. Your heart will be growing fear. But if you meditate on what God is saying, your heart will be growing faith. And so then your words are going to tell me what's going on down in your heart. When I listen to you, when I talk to you, I know what's happening in your heart. 
Why? Because your words are telling on you, right? The words expose the, the content and the quality and the condition of your heart. So you may be saying, I'm in faith, but if your words are words of fear and doubt and unbelief, then, then you're lying to yourself because now your words are exposing to everybody, yourself included, what's going on down inside of your heart. So your heart will decide based on whatever you're feeding it. So if you want to make good decisions, you got to get good input, right? Your heart is going to make decisions based on whatever you feed your heart. If you, you feed your heart, oh, let me say it this way. What you feed your heart will directly impact what comes out of it. What's going to come out of it? Words, deeds, actions, right? Words or decisions and actions. So you're going to have words that comes out of your heart. You're going to have decisions that comes out of your heart. You're going to have actions that were birthed in your heart. So so your, your heart is critical. This is why you got to feed your heart good things. This is why you got to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. This is why Deuteronomy was like, man, talk to the word, talk, put the, the word down inside of your kids. Talk to, talk to them about it when they get up. Talk to them about it when they go down, go, go to sleep. Talk to them about it when they leave it. Talk to them about it when y'all at the dinner table. Talk to them about it when y'all traveling. Talk to them. About, I mean, put it on their forehead if you need to, but do whatever you got to do to get the word of God down inside of your kids because this is so important. As a believer, the reason why I keep driving home words, words, it's not because of the words. Really, it's because of your heart. Your words are telling everybody what's going on down inside of your heart. So more importantly, the reason why I'm, I'm emphasizing and overemphasizing words, the importance of words, words, the importance of words, words, is because really what I'm saying is your words are showing everybody what's going on down inside of your heart. And so, so your heart is the control center for your life. And so your words are telling everybody, you included, what's going on down inside of your heart. And if you don't like the words that you're speaking, it's time to check. If you don't like the output, you got to check the input. All right. So number three, and finally, last point for today, when you set your mind on something, you are feeding your heart, whatever I set my mind on, I'm feeding my heart and my life will testify externally of what's going on inside of me, right? My life is going to testify on the outside of what's going on on the inside. So your heart can grow anything. Like I said, your heart can grow fear. Your heart can grow faith. You, you, whatever you meditate on, your input, whatever you get through your eyes, whatever you get through your ears is going to get down in your heart. And so as a result, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So your, your words are telling everybody what's going on down inside of your heart. So the reason why God told the nation of Israel, hey, listen, do all of this stuff. Get the word down in your heart. Make sure you talk to your children about it. Make sure you do it, you know, this way and that way is because God knew, knew the importance of words. God knows that we got to get his word down inside of our heart and then feed it like constant, constant. We, we have to be renewed. Uh, let me say it this way. When I got born again, I came to God with a certain level of programming, right? I was a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. My input, my programming the way that I, I thought and acted and everything was straight out of Brooklyn. <laughs> and so, so once I got born again, I had, I had to really change. Like I wanted to change and I, I, I devoured the word. I, I mean, when I first got born again, I, I was in the word for hours a day. I would get up before PT and, and get in the word. I, before I went to sleep, I would be in the word. Sometimes at lunch, I would just be in the word. Why? Because I wanted to little, I really wanted to change. Jo, um, God said this to Joshua in Joshua 1 and 8. He says, this book of the law 
can't depart from out of your mouth, right? You got to speak it. This is what I'm talking about. Speaking the word only, right? You got to speak it, say it out loud. Then God went on to say, then you got to meditate on it day and night. So not only has it come, has to come out of your mouth, but it needs to be down inside. Obviously you can't get it out if you don't get it in. So you got to meditate on it day and night. You got to think about it all the time, right? And so then God said, then you got to observe to do all that is written therein. So not only do you think about it, not only do you speak about it, but then you got to do it. Your words have to cross over into actions. You can hypothesize, theorize, strategize, and analyze all you want. At some point, you're going to have to do something. And I've learned that God can do more with you once you get started. So you have to, at some point, you got to get up and do it. I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to think the word. I'm going to do the word. I'm going to live by faith. And then if you do all of this, the Bible says, then you're making your own way prosperous. Then you will have good success. If you go through all of that, you're making your own way prosperous and you're going to have good success. Now, did you catch that from Joshua 1 and 8? You make your own way prosperous. You have good success because you have a part in God's provision. You have a part in your prosperity. What's your part? My part is to get the word of God down in my heart. My part is to meditate and medicate on it day and night. My part is to not allow it to, to, to stop from coming out of my mouth. I have to speak the word only. And I'm speaking the word on a daily basis. And I'm decreeing and I'm declaring what God is saying to me on a daily basis. I'm speaking life and not death. I'm speaking blessing and not cursing. I'm speaking over my family, my finances, my children, my body, my career. I'm speaking what God is speaking to me. And I'm believing it. And I'm meditating on it. And it's more real to me than what I see in, in this world. And I'm not moved by what I see through my physical body. I'm only moved by what God is saying. And I can look at a bad situation that just got worse and continue to speak what God is speaking to me. And I'm speaking life and not death. And I'm speaking over it. I'm calling those things which be not as though they were. And then the Bible says, if you do all of that, you are making your own way prosperous and you will have good success. God has a part, but you have a part. Listen, you can't not do what God is saying and then expect that God is going to do everything. For God to fully operate, in your life, you must cooperate with him. So let's cooperate by closing this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and I want you to speak this over your life. And I want you to speak words of faith from a believing heart. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. So I level up by speaking the language of faith daily. I have the same spirit of faith that Paul did. I believe, therefore I speak. I speak words of faith from a believing heart. I get your word down into the soil of my heart. And then I become a faith grower. My faith grows daily because I have a consistent diet of your word. The more my faith grows down in my heart, the more I will speak faith-filled words and the more those words will come to pass. So I shield the soil of my heart from unrighteous input. Therefore, I ensure that I have righteous output. I speak the word only. And my words exposed to everyone 
what's going on down in my heart. I will have what I say. And I say, greater <laughs> is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please, tomorrow I'm going to have another one, right? This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes. Don't you want my notes? I covered a lot of scripture today. So you can get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it on the top right corner. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want you to do two things for me as a favor before I leave. Right. So I want you or before you leave, I want you to to uh, share the message. Right. Share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends and then go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat because I go back and I read all of those comments. So listen, I love you. God loves you, too. God loves you more. God has great plans for you. I will see you tomorrow morning. You guys have an amazing day. God bless you.